What up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we are happy you're joining us tonight, either listening to us, watching us, whatever it is you choose to do, we're happy you're here. We hope uh, we hope to entertain you tonight with a little show. Yeah, pour you a bourbon, sit back, and, and hear what we have to say. Yeah, enjoy, you know, Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin', you know, we like to... Just talk sports in general, typically football, but you know, we, we get into any kind of subjects. Um, and of course, we're always drinking bourbon of choice. And then at the end, you know, you know, settle in for a little uh, bourbon tasting and a rating. Colby will give you a nice background on the on the bourbon and, and we'll rate it. And yes. yep. we hope to, uh, we hope to give you whether or not you need to go out and spend some money on the bourbon or not. Yeah, we're going to do another Southern Distilling Company, uh, the Paragon Series. This one's going to be the single barrel cask strength. All right. So uh, we're going we're going big fans. Do that one tonight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, well, yeah, and it was a busy day in the NFL. But uh, yeah. before we get before we get into any of that, let's uh, you know we love to start off the show with our opening toast. Yep. So. Uh, you want to kick us off with the yeah, toast? Yeah, I'll, I'll kick us off with a little opening toast on a on a you know the local market here in the Charlotte area. You know the the big cat Jerry Richardson, um, the uh, founder, the father of NFL football here in the Carolinas. I know um, I know his legacy's a little complicated. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to skirt around it a whole lot because you know it's pretty well known what he did. Well, at least he wasn't a dick like Snyder. True, you I know mean, that's... he he did what well, he's always put football first. You know his, his love of football. That's a good point. You know he always kept the NFL logo on the field. He was the last of the owners to not put his own logo on yeah. the field. He was proud of the shield, you know. But I think um, you know I, I outside of you know the his tainted legacy. You know, he did a lot of good things. You know, he was a philanthropist. He donated millions of dollars to local universities of his choice, um, UNC Charlotte, uh, Winthrop, just some other other some ph- smaller philanthropy um, events that he did, you know. And, you know, he built Bojangles and, and Hardee's to, a, to a, you know, a mogul status to ultimately allow him to buy an NFL franchise. And honestly, if it wasn't for Jerry Richardson's um, vision, we would have never had the Panthers, you know, coming here in the 90s. So, you know, him passing away at 86. And, you know, you, you, said, a, you said something that I think is important about his legacy. You know, he knew he did wrong. He right. stepped away. And he sold his team for the better of his franchise and the better of the NFL. And I would like people to remember him more for that. Right. Than the liberties he took with females, um, and I think a, a tremendous amount of players have come out on his behalf. Right. Yeah. And so you know, let's let's remember him for the good. Right. And the fact that he did man up, mm-hmm. he accepted his responsibility, and he uh, slipped away. And I mean, they they were pretty successful pretty quick. Ah, very successful, man. He. He was a good owner, and I think you can tell by the the love his ex players have for him. So, anyway, that's that's who I want to toast. Okay, Jerry Richardson. All right. Well, the last couple of weeks we've been pretty rough on the Alabama basketball team. That's, right, rightly so. Rightly, rightly so. so. Rough time for, it, for Bama it is, fans. It and, is. But uh, I did want to recognize that uh, you know they they did real well on the uh, end of the season award circuit. Mm. Uh, so Brandon Miller won Player of the Year and Freshman of the Year by multiple Sweet. by the coaches USA Today, uh, a few other uh, uh, reporting um, uh, news agencies that give out these awards. Um, he was the first to win both of these awards since uh, Anthony Davis. Wow, uh, with okay. Kentucky. So big company. And and he's he was left off of the wooden. Right. The final fifteen, I think they're yeah, you know, they're, taking they're, some of this off the court stuff and I They I, made it personal. And I appreciate the SEC for stepping up and this man's not being charged with anything. So, you know, recognize his accomplishments on the court. Uh and then also on the basketball team, the all freshman team, Miller, Clowney and Bradley all made the all freshman team. Betty Ako made the all defensive team. Mm-hmm. 
Miller was a first-team All-SEC. Mark Sears was second-team All-SEC. And then Javon Quinterly was the sixth man of the year, which was yeah. the first uh, Alabama player to ever win the sixth man of the year uh, as awarded by the coaches. So a lot of – they've had a great season, and, and they were rewarded with some, some nice accolades uh, by the, the coaches of the SEC. So yeah. just wanted to recognize them and, and, and give a toast I'm, to them. I'm really proud of Quinn, you know, his the role he played this year. Because, you know, if it wasn't for the injury, you know, he's a, he's a starter now, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. but – you know, he, he accepted his role, you know, and that's a lot of credit to Nate Oates. Yeah, good leadership. Yeah, You know, it seems exactly. like the, the team has very good yeah, chemistry. Bond, chemistry. That's yeah. the word. That's a good word. Um, very un, no, It doesn't seem like there's – even Brandon Miller, who's going to be a top five NBA pick, right. is not a selfish player. Mm-mm, not by any stretch. So there, and there's, there's depth. I mean, we could just come at you with a whole set of five. Oh, yeah. And, and we don't really have a drop-off in, in any particular area of the game. And so, I agree. That's, that's credit to Coach Oates for, for instilling that within the guys, you know, and the fact that, you know, Brandon Miller has risen above, you know, the mistake that he made. And I, <clears throat> I don't think we want to really get, nah, we don't get into that. that. I mean, that could be a, an entire, you know, show. But – at any rate, no, it's it's a good good time to be a Bama fan, albeit just get past all these off court issues. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Did you have uh, one other you wanted to mention over there? Yeah, I do want to. Excuse me, I do want to mention a story that came out. You know that I found out today. Um, KJ Osborne, a uh, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver, uh, uh, reportedly pulled a man from a burning car. Certain death, actually, is what was reported. Um, he pulled him from the car and saved his life. And, hmm. you know, it was on Sunday that, that that occurred. You know, what was kind of fun, not really funny, but what was interesting about the story is, is KJ had an Uber driver that was supposed to pick him up like 15 minutes earlier, but the Uber driver bailed on him mm. at the last minute. And so the next Uber driver came and picked him up, and it was almost like just fate put him in that position being being know, in the right spot at the right yeah, time exactly and so so it was very fortunate for this unnamed um guy that that kj was there and the uber driver helped as well but a, apparently some of the people some of the players coming forward said this was pretty typical of kj mm-hmm. and the type of type of person he is so being a Vikings fan, you know, I thought I'd throw that out there too, because I know you're gonna hit me with some G-men. Oh yeah, I, I got you my got Danny, t-shirt. Got my on. Danny Dimes t-shirt on. I got my little, little, my little Saquon. It's not a bobblehead. No, oh, I don't. Okay. Uh, that's called a uh, Funko Pop, is what those are called. So yeah, we, we, I'm gonna show this. This we might need to episode this episode, the Homer, Homer show, because we're we're, we're pretty much starting out all Homerism, and uh, I have a feeling it's gonna have a heavy. Heavy flavor as we get deeper into the show. All right, that's cool. But uh, let's go ahead and raise our glasses oh, yeah. uh, and toast um, the big KJ, cat. Jerry Richardson, and all the the all Bama the basketball, basketball players basketball. That, that had the awards. Let's learn from them mistakes, right. man. We appreciate your work on the hard court this that's year right. as a as a longtime Bama fan. You know, it's been a long time since we've had a a run like this, so yep. we appreciate it. Yeah, cheers. cheers. You a little, little darker than you tonight on the bourbon. What are you drinking? Well, that's because you poured half a bottle in your <laughs> in your glass. That's a big pour, man. I'm thirsty. I hadn't. That, that's my first one of the night. So how many know. ounces is that? I didn't measure. You it. didn't measure. That was a that was a Colby <laughs> I pour. Was just, I was just going up to the Colby yeah, Colby logo. Colby pour. No, I'm sipping on last week's uh, bourbon. Oh, okay, the, the, the bottled and bond. Yeah, the Southern Star Paragon bottled and bond. Yeah, I I, I went with. Uh, my favorite of the old Forrester collection, the Statesman. Oh yeah, that's that's why it's the colors. Yeah, I, I'm still gonna give old old Forrester the nod in terms of my favorite bourbon as well. But mm-hmm. um, you know, Southern Stars, Southern Stars, a rising. Well, you know, and I think we even kind of when we were talking about that Paragon series, we kind of referenced the old Forrester. It was kind of like a you know. 
mimicking the old Forester in a yeah, way. Yeah, it's, it's really good flavor, and they're just only beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun to kind of watch the watch where they go. You know, we, we're kind of getting in on the the ground floor with them, and it's kind of right, right, kind of the ground floor with with the bourbon buzzed and balling too. So you know, maybe we can kind of grow together i see a little synergy between the two yeah exactly. that would be good that would be nice yep. i wouldn't mind that for sure yep absolutely all right well let's uh move over to our scumbags of the week scumbags i guess and, I'll, uh, I'll let you kick that off again yeah, what you got well I'm, I'm gonna roll with the the texas tech men's basketball coach mark adams um you know here we go with another another stupid racist comment by by a coach or by a person in position you know apparently he's quoting quoting the bible and he was making reference trying to motivate his players but he was making reference to a a biblical uh quote and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go through it because to be honest with you i don't remember the, (laughs) the the book it came from but he referenced a slave's responsibility to their masters basically trying to motivate and and making the analogy that his players and he was the master and and we all know that that's uh those particular terms are when, when are, are people gone. when are people gonna learn i don't know i it's it's beyond me why so has he been suspended or anything yeah he's suspended and and he was actually he's actually on the chopping block anyway he's only i think two years into his tenure and he's yeah. a texas tech alum but they're pretty unhappy with Boy, the that's... progress there at Texas Tech, so I'm pretty sure this is the uh, nail in the coffin yeah, for I was him. Say that that's probably uh, going to seal his fate I mean, right there's there. There's really no place for that anymore. I mean, I don't even understand why you would even approach those terms with your players. I mean, it, it just yeah. No, no I mean no that's just, yeah. That's 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 ridiculous. I mean. Think before you speak, especially when you're in that type of position and you're molding young men, and uh, it's just there's no place. It's for a head that. scratcher, head yeah. scratcher. But, you know, it, and something like that to me is a fireball offense. You know, and a lot of the media has been calling for Nate Oates to be fired for the way he's handled this whole right situation, and uh, you know, so my scumbag or scumbags is actually just what the media has become. It's, you know, and as a broadcast major, I hate to see, I mean, you can't get any real facts anymore. Everything, everything is opinions. Everything is lazy reporting. They take, they hear one thing and they determine how they want to interpret that one thing. And then they blow up a whole story about it. I wish that the media right now, I wish, like Coach Oates, I wish he would sue some of these people for defamation of character. Because there was one article that came out, and the headline was, Alabama head coach Nate Oates gave go-ahead for Brandon Miller's pat-down pregame intro. Making it sound like Brandon came to him before the game and said, hey, Coach, what do you think of this idea? And Coach said, yeah, go for it. Let's make light of it. So, no, that, that never happened. But this guy at Yard Barker, Victor Barbosa, Wrote a whole story about how Nate Oates okayed it. And just clickbait, man. Just dying for clicks, I mean, dying it, for follows. We're all we're all out here trying to get follows, but at at some point you have to be responsible. Yeah. Well I feel like your reporting. I feel like there's no research being done. Like I said, I think this guy heard you know, basically Nate Oates came out and said I, I messed up. Put it on me. You know, I would, and what what what? That's what a coach should do. He should shield his player, sure, and and he should be the man. He should man up and take the responsibility, right? And which is basically what he was doing. He was he didn't say yes. I told him, yeah, go ahead and do it. He was saying that, that he dropped the ball, and he should have known what was going on as the adult in the room, and and I'll take it even past Nate Oates. I don't even think Nate is the one who should be catching all the hell. I mean, he's focusing on, on X's and O's. Right. It should, it should go to the sports information sure, director. SID, it should go man. to the, the athletic director. Those right. are the two guys that should have been proje- protecting Oates. You know, Oates, sure. Oates' job is to protect the players. Right. The SID and the AD 
It's their job to be the the voice answering all these questions. There's there's enough people in the athletic department that that should have been caught. Right. We've had this discussion, what, last week or podcast before. You know, there's enough in our PR department that – and like you said, he, he'd been doing this pat-down all year long. Right. So that should have been caught yeah. prior to. And, I mean, these these people, man, I, I've, I've had this discussion. I mean, and you can't, you can't begin to understand. I mean, I don't want to get into this whole gun thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can't crucify an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid who makes this mistake. You can't just turn your back. Right. on him and say, hey, kick him off the team. Yeah, He's they, a bad egg. Yeah, they want him kicked off the team. And they want Oates fired. Right, right. And it's, neither one of them did anything. You know, uh, that, that, that's another thing about this lazy reporting. They try to make it sound like Brandon Miller got a text. You know, he's sitting around eating food. He gets a text from Miles. Hey, go get my gun and bring it to me. And they make it sound like Miller drove to Miles' apartment Got went gun. in there, grabbed the gun, drove back, and handed it to Miles. Right, and right. that never happened. Well, you know so, what it is? That doesn't fit their narrative. Yeah, exactly. It so does don't, not fit their narrative Don't at all. sensationalize the storytelling. Tell the story. Present the facts the way they really happened. Now, do we ever get the facts out of the not media anymore? anymore? Not even, anymore. Even, you know, the, the responsible media, ABC, NBC, you know, 60 Minutes. Yeah. I mean, I used, I grew up on that show. I love that show. But I don't, you I, can't trust anything yeah, I, anymore. I hardly, it's all slanted. I don't hardly watch or listen to, you know, I I had a, a, a subscription to Sirius and was listening to the sports talk, you know, back and forth, uh, on my way back and forth to work. I, I canceled that subscription. I don't listen to that anymore. I don't tune into any of the ESPN shows like where – First take, or right. where they're uh, what's the other one where they're? Uh, I don't know. I don't watch. Yeah, I, don't even, I can't remember the names of them now. Um, but yeah. uh, anyway, I, I don't even. The only time I tune in to ESPN is to watch a basketball game, a UFC fight, uh, an F one race. Other than that, I don't even turn ESPN on anymore. Right now, the political agenda is just. It's gotten way out of hand in everything. You so. know that I, I would. I'm tempted to just start my own broadcasting uh, <laughs> company, and where where all all it is 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 the facts. You know, none mm. none of this other sensationalized bullshit, baseless opinions. Yeah, I mean, giving your opinion on something is is, is okay. But when you make shit up like a Skip Bayless right. just to shock somebody, that's not giving your opinion. I no, mean, especially it, when it, you have that kind of a platform. Exactly. You know, a platform that some of these shock jocks have. But, you know, they've earned their way up this ladder to get that platform. And then to keep that platform, they have to, they it, have even to do these shocking stories one, one and one slanted of, opinions. One of my last favorite True, you know, who really put in the time and was a, a, a great journalist. Even he's turning in Paul Feinbaum. He's turning into just shocking yeah, all. He is. He's kind of running with this latest Saban comment on the scheduling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and really making making light. And it's been another Saban comment taken totally out of context. So. Right. Oh, well. Yeah, so I... None of them are even hardly watchable anymore. Mm-mm. So yeah, that that's my scumbag is just what the media has has become. Yeah, yeah. Kind of brought it on ourselves though. I'm hoping I'm hoping Brandon learns from this. You know, Ja Morant is going through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I, I know. know. So and that that's something that you know I kind of skirted around a little bit ago. You know we can't begin to even understand a young black man's perspective. Right. Um, and I don't try to. No, and I ne- I never not fair to. I never will be able to. Right. You know, and, and I'm not saying that guns are 
is a typical thing in a young black man's life, but I've never walked in their shoes, right. and nor has most of these people that are condemning them. And given and their, you can't yeah. condemn these young men for for the choices Cause, they're making because they're basing it on their life and exactly. their upbringing, exactly. and they they don't and we they don't base understand. it on our life and our perspective, and it's different. It's not fair. It's not fair. I realize he screwed up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he did right. not screw up. He right. should have told Miles. He should have said, "No, I ain't. I'm not getting involved." Yeah. But he didn't, and and for for whatever reason. Well, we don't even know if he ever saw saw that second text about the gun. Right. That's all assumption, because sure. he was driving when the second text was delivered. So. Who knows if he even saw the second text? And you know, Nate Oates hasn't risen to the level he's at by making poor decisions, you know, by, by putting young men in jeopardy, mm-hmm. by making wrong decisions on on big subjects. So I got to trust that Nate Oates, the, the sports information director, the athletic director, have all of the information right. in front of them to allow Brandon Miller to continue to play. And they should have came out with a statement from the very get-go yeah. that, hey, this is an ongoing investigation. We can't talk about it. We're not going to answer questions about it. But you know, Brandon Miller, you know, Darius Miles is being charged with capital murder. He's no longer a student at the school. He's no longer a member of the basketball team. Brandon Miller was – he's a cooperating witness to the event – He's not being charged with anything. He's already been cleared of all wrongdoings, and that's all we're going to say about it. And then that should have been it. Well, that was 1980 education and PR right there. <laughs> yeah. Where is the education PR department now? Our PR department yeah. is the scumbag of this yeah. topic. Yep. Yeah, and I almost was going to make them the scumbag, but that, so it's kind of a combination of the media and then the SID and the AD at Alabama for not, right. not stepping to and the you know, plate. It, it pisses me off as an Alabama alum and fan, longtime fan, that our PR department botched this stuff yeah. up because here we are in the, in the wake of one of the greatest basketball seasons, maybe the greatest it basketball season. You know, if they can get to the Final Four. We've which, ever had. And and you you want to botch this this issue up like you did, and you got two average Joes here. That, but apparently Byrne did the same thing at, at his last school with, uh, I can't remember the the, I think it might have been like on campus rape that involved it with the athletic department or something like that, and uh, he botched the handling of that up mm-hmm. too. So if, if anybody's going to lose their job, and I think he has done some great things for Alabama. Sure he has. But if anybody's going to lose their job, that's who I think needs to lose their job Yeah. for the handling of this whole situation. Yeah, he, he, it's his responsibility, yeah. ultimately. Yep. All, these, all these groups that we're talking about all fun, fall under his umbrella. Yep. So, you know, you definitely disappointed the alumni base and the Alabama faithful for sure. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's come in hot. And uh, while we're talking about uh, college, you want to? We we're going to talk about some college football. We're going to go into the NFL. No, let's let's uh, let's let's go into NFL. Let's do the NFL free agent. Okay. Free agent hot market right now, and then we'll come in with a little bit of. Uh, Pre-game on the March Madness conference tournaments. Okay. Well, today's Tuesday, so today was the deadline for uh, franchise tag. Mm, right. And there was six of them that got tagged, and they all got the non-exclusive tag, which the non-exclusive tag, if, if anybody doesn't know what that is, the the player is free to negotiate with any team in the league. He, he can go out and get another if, – if he doesn't like – the contract that his team's offering him, he can go negotiate with another team. But his team, once he say, okay, for example, Saquon Barkley for the Giants, he got tagged at 10 point, we'll say 10.1 is really like 10.09 million, but $10.1 million is his tag uh, 
He's guaranteed. If he signs the non-exclusive t- tag, he will get. He will play next year for ten point one. Now he can negotiate with the Giants on a longer term deal. He can negotiate with, let's say, the Panthers. We'll, we'll keep it right here in the backyard. He could negotiate with the Panthers if they sign him to a four-year uh, at fifteen million a year. The Giants have first option; they can match that. If they don't match it, the Panthers have to send the Giants two first-round draft picks. Right. So that's what the non-exclusive exclusive. You you either play under the tag or you work out a deal with 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 your team. You're not allowed to talk to any other team. So the non-exclusive allows you that's to be the, that's the holdout. That yeah. That's the holdout. That allows right. That allows you to go out and try to find you a good, a, a better deal. And uh, so anyway, there were six of them tagged, three running backs, which were uh, Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard of the Cowboys. Yeah. So all of them are guaranteed if they sign their 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 tag, ten point one million. And I don't see a team that's going to be willing to try to sign them to a bigger deal and give up two first-round picks for a running back. Not for a running they don't, back. The running back's not, not valued as much in the NFL anymore. Right. Then you had one tight end, Evan Ingram of Jacksonville. Yeah. And his tag, is, uh, his hit's 11.34. And there again, I don't see somebody can you, willing can, to give up two firsts for Evan Ingram. And and where where in the world does Evan Ingram get more than Saquon? <laughs> yeah, I, that when I, just tells yeah, you the it, position importance. Yeah, exactly. That I don't really that think the tag that number. For, well, but athletic see, athletic tight end. Well, see what it goes to is it takes the average of the top players right. at that position. So you got tight ends like Kelsey, now I know Kittle that are driving that driving that, that cost up. That's just weird to me though, because I mean you you compare. Saquon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, would you, who, like, who would you give more money to? It's a no-brainer. Even Tony Pollard worth more. Josh Jacobs, to me, is worth more than Evan Ingram. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah, on the list, Evan Ingram would be the last one I would have tagged. Yeah. Um, uh, Darren Payne or Dayron Payne. Ron, yeah. 18.93 is a defensive tackle. Million. Um, Bama so boy. two two Bama boys were tagged. One giant and one ex-giant were tagged. And then uh, the big name, of course, is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And uh, by doing the non-exclusive, that puts his at thirty-two point four million. I think right. the exclusive would have been closer to forty million. But uh, so Lamar is free to negotiate with anybody and a quarterback. I could see either uh, on of those six. I could see Payne, who is you know a defense tackle. He's not. Not quite a Aaron Donald, but he's yeah, he's a value. He's position. he's probably top five defensive tackle, yeah. or at least last season he had a top five season. Yeah. Um, so I could see him. a team willing to give up two firsts for him, especially if it's a team that's drafting at the back of the draft. Sure. You know, like uh, say the Chiefs. You know, if they want to give up the last pick of the first round and whatever they're, you know, next year it's going to be a. Probably they're going to do good again next year, so yeah, it won't be that great of a first rounder either. I can see a team like the Chiefs um, go after Payne, um, and then Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, two firsts for a franchise quarterback. That's uh, Heck yeah. You think about all the teams that are talking about trading up. Exactly. I mean, the Panthers. Oh, I mean, the Carolina Panthers. They could give up. Two first to get, and I mean, it's going to cost them more than that to move up. Yeah, to usually to move up into like the top right three, three. you're giving up like four. I mean, look what uh, uh, who was it just not too long ago that got traded, uh, and they gave up like four first round picks, or was it Deshaun Watson? They gave I don't up like remember. two I first, and two second. I mean, it was a bunch of picks. Anyway. I just, I just know, I just know that Lamar, I think, is going to have his. He's going to have his pick because I've heard the Falcons. I've well, the NFC South, man. Well, then then I saw, you know, and there again, who knows what you can believe in, right. in the media today, but I saw that the Falcons, Panthers, Dolphins, and Raiders have all said they're not going to pursue them. There again, you know, that's – What's going to be interesting. Can you believe that or not? Is I that mean, especially is that after playing the poker? combine. Right. After the combine, which we didn't even list – 
as a topic tonight, right. but the combine, the quarterbacks had a very successful combine. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I saw a mock today that had Anthony Richardson going number one overall, I mean, which is crazy. It is crazy, but he did show I mean, out. He, he's a hell of an athlete. He knew he was going to test all yeah, the Yeah, maybe charts. the best court athlete at the quarterback position in a very long time, but put on the game film. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, I mean that's a that's a good topic. I kind of wanted to talk about that. At the same time, Man, we can we can talk about it. Yeah, it's our show. We can do what the hell we want <laughs> that's to. That's right. Um, that, I did want to say, you know, at the same time, are we? You know, I know Anthony Richardson's film is bad, but his receiving core was horrible. Well, I mean, you you've got to evaluate all of that, right? But what I'm looking at is the decision making, and you know, there was a lot of times. Where he had time to, to make some throws, and he just held on to the ball, held on to the ball, held on to the ball. So yeah. those are the types of things you got to look for sure. when you start evaluating. I definitely think he's a project for sure. Yeah, I, you know, it's the most pro ready that could step in day one and start is Bryce, and he did weigh over two hundred, so that that right. helped him. But I he think, also didn't I throw. Think, so I think Stroud, his name is mentioned now. He had a he had a nice combine. Yeah, and, and of course, course Will Georgia, Levis, Georgia film. Levis, Levis, you know, I I watched the combine really close, and Levis had a good combine too. I mean, he's an athletic freak. I, I put Levis and and but I Richardson kind of quite as impressed with his arm, like I was Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, Levis came in with supposedly this cannon. Yeah, and there were a few um, ha- outside hash throws that I thought, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that's and that's that's why I think I think Josh Allen, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis need to you know write him a thank you letter because that's why I think they're they're getting pushed up even higher is because that's who they're comparing them to is you know Josh Allen really didn't have that wow college career but then no. he wowed at the at the combine. Of course, you've also for every Josh Allen you got. A Ryan Leaf, a Jeff George, a, you know, you can name a – it's a 50-50 yeah. shot with, with quarterbacks. Um, LSU kid, what was his name? Yeah, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, who yeah. went number one overall and, and uh, was, a, was a big-time bust. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, Tim Couch. Yep. Big arm. I mean, hell, even, you know, to me right now, Baker Mayfield, I'd have him in the bust category. You know, he hasn't – well, what is he on? Number one overall, and he's so. and he's already been on three different teams. Yeah. And next year it'll probably be his fourth team, and he'll probably start the year as as the backup for whatever team he's on. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a a crapshoot. Well, speaking of quarterbacks, Derek Carr signed with the Saints. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I had a I had a feeling. I thought the Bucks would make a huge think, push for him. I think one of us mentioned the Saints last I week. Think we both kind of <laughs> mentioned the Saints, but I went out on a limb and thought maybe the Bucks would make the push, and, and then he would choose ultimately choose the Bucks because of weapons. But yeah. the Saints have a nice weapon choice too. So that's a good fit, man. That's a good fit for him. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is. Starting to gain a little momentum. A little, little momentum. I, that that one, I still, I won't believe it till I see it. Right. You know, right. Rogers is, he's such a unique character that you never know what. That's a what's going to happen with him. Yeah, I was trying to be, trying to trying to figure out a nice way to say. I it. think I think the Packers are tired of him, and I think it's they're they're ready to go a separate. I feel like the the Packers brass are just hoping he's going to come back from. Madagascar, wherever he's <laughs> wherever he's in this dark room at, right? Hoping he's going to come back and say, "Yeah, I think I'm done. I think I'm done." And, and of course, uh, my Giants had a dilemma today because they had Saquon <coughs> and Daniel Jones both set to hit free agency, yeah. and they wanted to keep both of them, and uh, so they were trying to get Daniel Jones signed to a contract so they didn't have to franchise tag him. And then as soon as they could get that signed, they were going to drop the franchise tag on Saquon. Well, the deal finally, you know, the deadline was 4 o'clock, and I think the deal was announced at like 3.55 Hmm. that Daniel Jones has signed. Carr signed 
uh, four years, 150 million. Yeah. And Daniel Jones got four years, 160 million. So, but the nice thing about the way that his contract is structured, he's only going to count 19 million against the cap. Mm. Now, if they would have given him his fifth year option, that would have been 20 million. So he's actually counting less against the cap on this four year, 160 million dollar deal than he would have had they exercised his fifth year option last year. And did he get all of it guaranteed? No, it's 82 million guaranteed. 82. So he's eighth in the league. Uh, as far as his guaranteed money is concerned, he's tied for seventh in his annual average value at forty million. So who got all the guaranteed money on his contract? Oh, that was Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, his his was one hundred percent. And Mahomes got a lot of guaranteed. Uh, there was one other quarterback that was bizarre that he got it all guaranteed, but that's a big contract but yeah you know, that that kind of that kind of stuff is over my pay grade well you know the money around and a lot of the fans like to debate oh that's ridiculous Daniel Jones has had one decent season and uh he's not worth 40 million well it it's really what the the market dictates you know like I would at this point in his career, I would I would prefer Daniel Jones to, to Derek Carr. I don't think there's a huge difference. Yeah, I mean they're 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 on par with each younger. other. Dan, yeah, Daniel's a little younger and he's and he's a better runner. More athletic. Uh, throwing wise, I think they're they're comparable. I mean, Daniel Jones still has not all last year he had a great year and he was throwing to to undrafted free agents, practice squad players, or late round drafting. He's now it's time. Go get him a stud receiver, and, and right. you know, and then let's see, you know, what he does. But he, you know, he really seemed to click with with uh, Dable, and uh, Dable wanted him around. You know, Dable worked with Josh Allen for the past what sure. three years, so I think Dable sees you know the value in him. Uh, you know, they went from thirty first in offense in twenty twenty one to fifteenth uh, last year. So I mean. Say what you want. I think it was. I think it was a good move. Mm-hmm. I think it. It. Uh, you know, he's had a different OC and head coach every year of his career. So you know, now right. it's time to get a little bit of stability. You got the same coaching staff coming back. You know, that's you a big. Took, that's a big deal. You took coaches exactly. You took a big step this past season. Now let's take another big step next year. And uh, so yeah, I think any any also. Uh, First Giants playoff win in eleven years. And uh, he had to rub that in. <laughs> Who'd they beat? Rub that in. <laughs> nah, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to nah, rub in the nah. fact that it was against the Vikings. It's just it's been a long year. I mean, it's been a long time since the Giants yeah. were a playoff team and and won in the playoffs. So, yeah, because I even went back to check when I saw how comparable him and Carr's salaries were. Carr's zero and one in the playoffs. So that's hmm. that's what. That, a playoff win gets you an extra ten, 10 million. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean it's 10, only two and a half million a year, but right. uh, so yeah, that uh, that was a uh, good news for the for the G men because then by getting him signed, they were able to to uh, you know guarantee that they at least have an opportunity to keep uh, Saquon because if if they would have had to tag Daniel Jones, they probably would have had to let Saquon walk. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely would have been one or the other at that point. Right. So uh, yeah, the uh, the con- the combine the combine was was pretty fun to watch. I think it's going to make the draft. The draft's going to be really interesting this year. You know, the Bears are the Bears clearly are in a in a good position, man. Considering they feel like they got their franchise quarterback out of the way. You know they can they can they can really make some moves. Yeah, and well, and I think they probably were turning backflips watching that combine. Oh because, yeah, because uh, you know as as good as some of those quarterbacks look, you're going to have the Colts wanting to get ahead of the Texans, uh, or the Texans moving from two to one to make sure they get their guy. You know, and and uh, so I think they're in a position where they're going to be able to. You know, get a lot of capital. Yeah. To trade back. Yeah, the quarter the quarterback showed out. Um, tight ends, man. This is going to be a deep tight end draft. I know yeah. that's crazy. Well, I heard uh, the Notre Dame tight end 
didn't really wow. Well, he's not going to, you know, going in, you knew he wasn't really going to wow on measurables. Um, he's just, you know, he's kind of a blockhead, you know, he ain't, he's not fast. I think he's a waste of a first round pick yeah. personally. That kid, you remember when we, we, you and I went to the Wake Forest, mm -hmm. um, Old Dominion, Old Dominion game. Yeah. Remember that tall, skinny tight end? Yeah. We were talking about him during that game, yeah. how yeah. athletic he looked. Right. Well, he showed out. He mm. ran a 4-5. I tell you, you know, we were talking last week about uh, we didn't really see Gibbs as being that fast. Hell, he ran a 4-3-6. Yeah. And uh, him and Bijan both, you know, I think they both have a really good shot of being first-round draft Yeah, Bijan showed out for sure. I think uh, Turner Turner won the won the forty Michigan DB. Hmm. So he turned he turned in a four three that, that two. Was, that I think. was another article I saw today. It was calling out Saban because all of his players at the combine were a couple of inches shorter and a few pounds yeah, lighter than what right. the, than what's in the media guide. Yeah. And I'm like. Who is this idiot reporter? Every college does they, that. I swear, I feel like we're nitpicked on everything. But you know, that's that's part of being. It was like Saban's the, been exposed. The king of the <laughs> hill, man. When you're the king of the hill, as long as as long as Bama has been, I think some of this fallout is coming. I mean, back to, back to when I was on the team, we were hell. I was five foot eleven. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know the program's always – it's always overblown. But Scott Cochran at Georgia, he getting a lot of prop. Nolan Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah you see he, Nolan Smith's combine. I mean, he's – He might have worked him his way into the Like a Trayvon round. Walker from last year, yeah. you know, come out of nowhere with measurables that tested through the roof. So, Nolan Smith has done – you know, moved himself up into, a, I think, a top ten. Probably a top ten pick. Yeah. Um, that's a big man to run. I mean, there's a couple teams that need linebackers. Yeah, but I don't know that he's. I, I don't know that he's gone up that high to the top ten. You know, I like to make some bold <laughs> predictions. I don't like to make. Hey, he's moved himself to the first round. Well, of course he's the first round. Well, no, but he wasn't. Two hundred and he wasn't in the first seven, round. What two hundred sixty pounds running a four four? I don't think he's that heavy. He big boy. Yeah, I, don't, I think he's in the two twenties. No, no. They made so. a, let, let's go to the ticker tape on that. You ought to save and pull it up. Pull it up. And while you pull that up, I'm going to mention a couple other things. Do it. Uh, I'm pulling up Nolan Smith. Calvin Ridley was reinstated for his big whopping yeah. $1,000 bet. Yeah, that was a way to send a message to the NFL. Exactly. You did a great job there. For a player who wasn't, was on, on leave at the time of absence and – Anyway, uh, but yeah, he'll be with. So that's a, another weapon for. Um, All right, they got him at six three two thirty six. Okay, I, well I was closer than you were two sixty three, Mister Dyslexia. <laughs> dyslexia. You can't even say I the damn say word. <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut the hell up! You can't even say the damn word. You don't get to. Yeah, but that's under man. He he came in heavier than that. Um, yeah. What what was Nolan Smith's combine weight? That was the one I saw was the combine weight. And it was like Keep talking about Calvin 630. Ridley. 230, 630, 230. Yeah, so Ridley's been reinstated. That would be a nice weapon for uh, uh, Mr. Uh, shit, what's his name now? Golden <laughs> Tre boy down there. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Man, you get like pulling me. A, I'm pulling a duck. <laughs> I'm pulling a duck. Can't even remember names. Um, and then, of course. Uh, he came in at 238, so he's. Couple pounds up. Okay. Of course, right. this uh, King Henry. You know, there's a lot of rumor going around right now that uh, well, he's got some mileage, man. Yeah, I he, can... What is he? Twenty nine. Yeah. And, yeah. He uh, just turned twenty nine. I think he's making about ten million a year. And hey, man, I've heard the Vikings I mean, mentioned. The... I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Send him to somebody with a better are, offensive are the, line. Are the Titans going to be in a rebuild? I mean, I guess. I mean, they they let Taylor Luan go. And they got rid of AJ Brown last year. They, yeah, Taylor Luan's gone. Now they're talking about trading. What's uh, his name? The quarterback. Tannehill might Tannehill. not be back. So I mean, it's. I don't now know. they're talking about getting rid of King Henry. If I was a Titans fan, man, I'd be ready to burn my jersey. One, you said the Vikings, and uh, I also heard the Dolphins. Mm. 
Oh man, I'd like. Can to you see, imagine him in that offense? I'd like to see him because now you you can't you can't double Waddle and Tyreek, right? Because then King James is just gonna get, yeah, run right up the middle, stack the line of scrimmage. Boy, that would that that, that makes be, me smile. <laughs> that makes me smile. You might have I, to get you a James. I mean, a, a, oh, a, I'll definitely a Henry Dolphins. I would absolutely. And of course, buy he's it. from Florida, so that'd be a yeah, homecoming for him. I would definitely buy a Dolphins jersey for King Henry for sure. Him and Tua in the backfield together. That mm. would be sweet. He's got miles left on him, man. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean that man's a freak. Done. He that is man's a freak. A freak. He is a freak. I would love to yeah, see if, him in a Mike McDaniel's. If, if any of y'all have not watched some of Derrick Henry's off-season workout videos, pull him up. Go to YouTube and, yeah. and he's a beautiful human being. Look him up because that man's a freak, and he he puts in the work. He puts on a show in the weight room. That's about all I had on the NFL. Did you have anything else? No, no. We we touched base on everything, man. All right. We about uh, what are we? we about fifty nine about forty five minutes in so well let's let's talk a little bit about I I got a couple of topics you know okay. one thing you know being being that we're in ACC country mm-hmm. let's let's talk about the ACC you know um, the conference ACC not just football baseball basketball right. but just the general conference you know Clemson and and uh, Florida State put the ACC on notice. This past week, um, they're not happy about the rev share. They're wanting to renegotiate. Obviously, Clemson and Florida State want a bigger piece of the pie. Um, they're starting to look more closely at the Big Ten and the SEC, you know, rev shares. And um, so the ACC's in trouble. Yeah. And their, their uh, commissioner is kind of – I mean, he hasn't really gotten – doesn't appear that he's gotten too involved in these super conference discussions, you know. And if the ACC were to lose Clemson and Florida State, I mean that would basically from a football standpoint. that would de- that would turn that conference totally into like a Big East, yeah, basketball, basketball only, yeah, and maybe baseball, but I mean baseball doesn't have a lot of that doesn't have following. a lot of clout when it comes to NC two A. Yeah, that's but, that's to your bigger ticket football team, even though FSU hasn't. Been, yeah, but they're on the up. But they are on they're the up. On the and I mean, sure. and they're a, they're a name brand. They are a brand. They're they're for certainly a brand, and they're on the come up. But I mean, I think uh, obviously, if if they were to bolt, you know, for whatever conference they decide to bolt to, I've even heard the pack them talking about bolting to the pack. I think the whole I mean, landscape's that's, about that's, to change. Yeah, that's so crazy it's, as know. far as you know. I would like to see. Four super conferences that are geographically located. Yeah, me and, too. And then let's get together in the middle right? for championships. It's funny you say super conferences. That's my whole point to this. Is I said all that to say this. <laughs> We're getting towards the super conferences. And I think these two teams were to bolt. The ACC will implode. And I think we'll head towards those super conferences. Yeah. And I would love to see what you just said. I would like to see geographic super conferences. It would make more sense. Yeah. Um, but that's all I want to say about that. Okay. And then, you know, just a little little piece on March Madness. Um, yeah, I don't know if the, you've really looked at it yet. or Not really. I mean, I, I looked a little bit like at the SEC tournament. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the only team that scares me on the Bama side of the bracket is Mississippi State. Yeah, uh, if, if 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 we can avoid them or or beat them, I see us playing for the SEC championship, the tournament championship. Yeah, because you got all the other big boys, the Arkansas's, the the Kentuckys, the Tennessees, are on the bottom half. Of yeah, that. and and they're all clearly in. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State, ironically, is on the bubble. Yeah. They're in some in some Jerry Palms got them on right. the bubble. Some other guys. Yeah, they if they could have beat Bama. Yeah, that, that game they lost. What would we beat them by two? I think either two or three when we came from like right. seventeen down to beat them. If they would have won that game, then uh, I think Lenardi was saying that then they would that would have put them in. But yeah. they're they're on the bubble, so they're going to be hungry. What so about Auburn? Is Auburn sitting on the bubble or is Auburn? No, nah, I think Auburn played their way in, man. I thought, they, yeah, I think in the last I saw they, they, were, got they good, were like an eleven seed. Yeah, they got a good record. I mean, they they played their way in. Yeah. I think. Uh, down the stretch they did. But, you know, in the ACC, you got North Carolina. 
Okay. North Carolina's got to win the ACC tournament. Clemson. They're going to New York. Clemson's got to win the <laughs> ACC tournament. You know, Big Ten, Michigan, they got to win. Penn yeah. State, Wisconsin, Rutgers, um, Oklahoma State out of the Big 12, West Virginia. You know, out of the Pac-12, USC, Arizona State, Oregon. All these teams are fighting for their, their yeah. big dance life. So, um Today there was a couple games, pretty boring games. So I'm not, I didn't even finish watching them. So I think BC was playing Virginia Tech. I forget. Like a play-in. Yeah, uh, it was some pretty shitty ACC games. You got what you got? Uh, do they start Wednesday or do they start Thursday? Um, Thursday, I believe. Thursday they start the tournament, but they had some play-in. No, games. actually, I think it is Wednesday. Is it? I'm not. Sure. Bama plays Friday. And I think there's a couple games. When I think, I think there's some games Wednesday, and then then you got the the what would be before the quarterfinals Thursday, then the quarterfinals Friday, semifinals Saturday, and the finals Sunday. Mm. It'd be interesting. There's a couple teams already in. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, there was about uh, Kennesaw State. Already in, they won. I don't even know what conference they're in. I think there was another one that I saw. I think there is two two teams already. No, they, 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 I saw there was about ten teams. That oh, already, okay. Already won their up. conference. There was, a, there, was a, there was one team that when I saw it, I, it, it was a team that we're familiar with, and I can't remember who it was now. I'm trying to pay more attention to it now and start to get my bracket right and yeah, try to figure out. Try to figure out my bold predictions. <laughs> Which twelve seeds going to upset a five I've seed? I've never and, done good at one of those filling out your brackets. Nah, it's, you know it's it's all luck. The two things that I have never won is is a the March Madness bracket or one of the boards at the Super Bowl. No, oh, well, I have never won off of either one of those things. No, I've been I've been lucky enough to win those a few times. I won I won the the Super Bowl board last year. Not this year. I had a chance. I had seven and four. Gardner Webb. Card. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've already locked. They've made the tournament. That's who it was. I knew okay. it was. I knew it was one of the little small team, small schools around here. Yeah, Gardner Webb. They, they've right. already they've already locked up their berth. Cool. So. That's it, man. That's all I got. All right. Yeah. Well, we're we're about fifty minutes in, so we probably need to wrap, wrap up. this up. We can go over there and. We got a strong one waiting for us at the bar. That's good. 113 proof. So let's go over to the bar and we'll we'll try that Paragon single barrel and then we'll rate, rate that, that shit. shit. We'll see you at the bar. Cheers. Cheers.